Do you want to be inspired by other brilliant business owners? Find out how and why they set their brilliant businesses up. Discover some of the triumphs and struggles they face along the way. If so, then you are in the right place. Welcome to the Brilliant Businesses Podcast. We interview business owners to find out their story and journey as to how they set their businesses up. We believe that story is an important way of making their businesses shine, and we share those stories on this podcast. Keep building those brilliant businesses. So hey everybody, welcome to another Brilliant Businesses podcast. My name is Nick Bryant and I'm here today with Carl Robertson from HF Pest and Bird Control. How are you, Carl? I'm very good. How are you? Good, thank you. Good to see you. Um, so this podcast is going to be about pest control and really about the welfare of the birds. That's really what we're going to home in on um, and delve into why you should use an expert like Carl um, and how he looks after his birds and, and, um, and the approach that he takes. But to start off with... and as in, in, we always do in Brilliant Business, it's true Brilliant Business style. Carl's going to tell us about how he got to where he is today. Um, and um, so take it away, Carl. Yeah, no, thanks very much for being here, Nick. Um, so yeah, my, my, my story starts way back, probably around 2005, 2004, um, when my father was involved in pest control, a very large company of the UK. He decided that there was a niche in the market. Now, he's always been interested in birds of prey, as long as I can remember. And he had his own birds prior to this. But he saw a demonstration performed, and he realized he could do it better. Yeah. So he created the company that you see, the, the start of the company that you, you can see today. Um, roll on a couple of years. I did some summer work in 2007 prior to going to university. Um, I got into the chosen university that I wanted to, the course I was going to do, and I was going to go off and be a PE teacher. And I did some summer work and earned some good money, which was great, and had a really good time um, because at the time I didn't actually live directly with my father as well. So that was really good experience. And then we sat down with a family meal, and it was explained to me, that, and uh, probably the, the, most, the biggest financial conversation we've ever had together <laughs> was... Um, why are you going to university to get an £18,000 a year job of £30,000 worth of debt? <laughs> and yeah, how are you going to, what's, what's the plan from there? And I came out thinking, do you know what? Yeah, you're absolutely right. Scared and you out of it. Yeah, pretty <laughs> much. And realistically, the only reason I was going to university was for the lifestyle. I'd, I, I, p- I picked the easiest course I could think Did of yes. and uh, went from there. Then, yeah, the, the, literally, probably within 24 hours, I was fully invested in the business. And uh, Back then, it was just me and him, mm-hmm. uh, two vehicles, four birds, and we covered a hell of a lot. And we did, we, we, we built the business from there, and we were um, going out pretty much all across the country at that point. And there was probably another two bird control companies that were doing the same thing. Okay. And, yeah, we, we, we had a great time. Got to see some, some fantastic sites. And we built it up from there. Right. Then we hit around about 2013, and we decided that we needed to venture out a little bit more. So um, alongside the bird control company, we started offering experience days. So we had owls, hawks, falcons, which people could come down and yeah. see. Now, we had some great land. The problem is, is I would meet you. Um, very much similar to what you would get um, from a delivery driver, effectively. Right. Um, you'd follow us from our office. 
we'd pull up on the side of a road yeah. and I'd do the experience out the back of my van, right. which I hated. Yeah, I hated I the feel of it. I hated how it looked. Um, but we got raving reviews because effectively, you know, passion comes through and sure. people really enjoyed just seeing the birds. But we hated it. So we were looking for a larger office at the time due to a small expansion. And from that, we came across uh, an opportunity to own a bird of prey center, which we built up. And we were very, very successful at that. Yeah. The location wasn't suited to us. So um, after a couple of years there, we, we parted company and uh, we've moved to the location where we are now, which is Willow's Bird of Prey Center and Wildlife Trail. So that is where all the birds of prey are homed, yeah. whether they are birds of prey for pest control use or they are for... Um, for the visitors to come and see so you can come down for the day or you can go um book a private experience again and we've just got all those different options corporate days not so much at the moment but yeah, yeah. corporate days birthday parties that sort of thing where you can really get up close not just to birds of prey but to different types of animals and birds that you know people absolutely love so like wallabies raccoon dogs and yeah. um, pigs Thanks. people love pigs yeah yeah <laughs> such personalities um, <laughs> and yeah so that was 2016 and then in the past couple of years, obviously, we've grown each business to um, we've got eight employees at the Bird of Prey Center and okay. 12 employees out on the road just flying birds of prey every day. I must wow. iterate that. It's just they go out yes. every day and fly birds of prey, okay. which is great in, across London and the southeast. So I was really, really proud of that. Um, we've also got a pest technician, that, you know, just general pest control. So yep. your rats, your mice. Right. And um, yeah, we're, we're, we're on the up with that, really. The, the 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 bit that obviously now I'm more much more interested is watching the industry as I have over the last decade, yeah. going from pretty much it's still very unregulated, right. um, and that leaves a lot of doors open for the effective word cowboys mm. to come in because mm. a lot of times I come across it where people you know get involved with birds of prey probably shouldn't be or yeah. they just haven't had the right guidance yeah um at that initial point yeah um to obviously bring them into mm. into a standard and that's the problem because there isn't a standard there isn't a qualification mm. you could get really interested today and go yeah. right i'm gonna go buy the bird of prey and there's nothing to stop you yeah. um and that's a lot of the problem we deal with okay so yeah i'm much involved in the welfare of working with birds of prey cool not, not you know they are fantastic animals to work with day in day out but yeah. they're also they are alive and yeah. they, they, they yeah. need looking after absolutely so uh, tell us a bit about how what, what, what the birds of prey actually do because i was i was talking to a, a friend earlier today and um he said to me well so he gets these these beautiful birds in with all these pigeons and they come in and kill the pigeons yeah. right yeah and i said well and it's not really like that so explain how the bird of prey thing works so that is the most common question we yeah. get all the time now bearing in mind we we, we have some quite um, not prestigious locations, but we're, we're in the public eye a yeah. lot. Yeah. And that is the most common question. And we, we have to face that every day because people see a bird of prey and they think, oh my God, that's going to rip apart that pigeon. Or yes. We're going to rip apart the seagulls. Now, obviously, that could happen because okay. <laughs> it's right. a natural instinct of a bird. Yeah. However, it's not, it's very, very rare. Okay. I obviously, I have to reiterate that is very, very rare. Yeah. But what we're there for is a deterrent. We are a right. natural aid to push the birds out from their natural area. Mm. It attacks the nesting cycle. Okay, so you know pigeons and seagulls, they have that natural nesting cycle. Pigeons mm. are every three months, whereas seagulls are once a year. So we, 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 we bring in the birds on various schedules, okay. and we are able to then control that nesting cycle. But it's 
part of a overall bigger program yeah so what people see with the birds of prey is only probably 25 percent of what the work we're actually completing on site right. a lot of it is cleaning you know nest removals right and um really managing the program so that we're not physically harming the birds at all we're actually moving them on to a new location that's probably more suitable for them mm. and, and enabling them to thrive because obviously you know at the end of the day they're all living animals yeah, um, and yeah. we have to have that conception um, so we op- operate within the guidance of the law which yeah. we're allowed to so we're, uh, we control the birds that we can control under the licenses that we're given so when you talk about the welfare of the bir- welfare of the birds, it's not just your birds; it's the actual birds that you know that, that, that you're trying to move on. Yeah, yeah. Every, Ye- years them, ago, yeah. years ago, when bird control using birds of prey became very, very popular, it's still about today, to be honest. And um, people don't um, falconers don't switch from bird control to falconry. Now, falconry is the sport of hunting wild quarry. Right, completely where, different. Yeah, completely oh, yeah, different. Yeah. Um, completely different mindset. Um, and obviously its own following whereas bird control we're, we're really there as deterrent we don't want no. there's other ways to go down that that, that route if we need to right. um, but we want to try and avoid that as much as possible yeah um, we just want to be able to move them on as a natural yeah, deterrent yeah. to give them um, a greener outlook to be honest as a customer and it really works well okay and um, so what are some of the issues that you that you're faced with 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 the cowboys if you like <laughs> you, know, you have to come and clear up so the problem with the problem I face um, more so in recent years, um, around about ten years ago, you know, there wasn't much competition at all, uh, yeah. which is great for myself and for other businesses because there's not much competition. Yeah. Um, you're usually the first person on the phone call, which meant we got into a lot of work. Now I see more and more, uh, especially in the last two years, that pretty much most pest control companies I come across want to offer this service right. or they've tried to offer it through different means. So they've, they've got themselves a guy who's maybe bought his first Harris Hawk, one of the main hawks that we use. He's decided, oh, I want to earn some money out of this now. He right. goes up to a pest controller and says, oh, I can do this for you, no problems at all. And that's where you get like, you know, the, the, the massacres or things that go wrong or the bird's not in great um, condition because he hasn't got that full experience because he's only been doing it a year. Um, but that doesn't mean he, he's a bad bad falcon or a bad thing he just yeah. hasn't given himself enough time to really ingrain himself or enough knowledge if that makes sense yeah and then you've got that you've got that problem so just that inexperience within the industry very much so and you've got the um people that are just coming at it who've just fly a bird yeah, so right. they're not even knowing why they're flying the bird they're just oh i can fly a bird for you no problems at all and and then you get this scenario where falconry then also using birds of prey gets this rap that you're not able to use you know people go oh, it doesn't really work it doesn't yeah. really do this yeah because the customer's not been educated in the right way yeah um I, I i compare it much to pest control now and most people understand that it isn't just going in and solving a problem i you've got a rat in your kitchen you come in you trap the rat yeah it isn't that anymore. It's like, well, how did the rat get in? Why is the rat here? And it's very similar to bird control. If you don't ask those questions and you don't explain that to the customer, mm. then you are going to get that opinion back from the customer. It doesn't work. So mm. when someone you know wants to actually sell it properly yeah. comes in, the customer's already got that negative opinion. Yeah. Following on from that, you've got people who are completely inexperienced, i.e. maybe larger companies who have worked out that you know using someone like myself could be a little bit more expensive mm. so they can keep it in-house keep themselves um trained 
and that's fine if they've gone through the right quality control process and they're enabling that they're thinking about welfare first and then they're thinking about the numbers yeah the problem i find is obviously taking over i took over um nick my father took over a, a large bird um, got brought in as a consultant from a large bird of prey and the bird conditions we found were absolutely horrific right. they were kept on a farm separate so the guys were having to go in and they're paying overtime oh, no. because it's 365 days a year yeah, of course yeah because you've got to feed the bird every day. It's got to be exercised. It's got to be organized. It's got to be kept. Avery's got to be clean. Boxes have got to be clean. Vans got to be clean. All these sorts of things. Equipment. Mm. It's it's not just turn up and fly a bird. Mm. And then these birds were in really, really bad condition. Um, yeah, it was, mm. uh, you know, terms from one of the handlers who obviously um, didn't last very long within the company after this comment. But, um, you know, or you can do anything to that bird. Hold it underwater. You know, what? Uh, yeah, and you just think, well, 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 why would you even say that? Yeah. Well, what, what's 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 the possible, what's the possible outcome here? And it's um, it's really worrying, um, because, you know, unless you get the right type of person in that role who isn't just nine to five, mm. you you can face a lot of problems. And the only thing that suffers is the bird, mm. uh, and that's really what I'm about now. Yeah. Um, as much as we're obviously we're all here to, to, to make a living it is it, it's it's also about making sure that the longevity of my career mm. is there for others to to, to enjoy mm. as much as i've got the enjoyment out of it yeah i mean i think if you take that approach with it that it's not about the money it's about the welfare of the birds then it will it will just follow because yeah. you're doing the good thing and you're doing the right thing yeah exactly um, and that's the way you play it so as far as the kind of businesses that you're looking for to help or people that you're looking to help, it's, it is everyone really, isn't it? Because it can happen to anyone. Absolutely. Yeah, so yeah, yeah bird, bird and pest control is such a fascinating industry. Um, you know, I've worked in places like the Thames Barrier, for yes. example, for pigeons. Um, you know, you, you take that example, and you're like, well, how, what the hell can you do there? And it, it, it really boggles the brain to, <laughs> to take it from the problem you took it to to the solution you've got now and it really is you, you, those case studies that you can bring through and show and enjoy um, that's really what we're looking for those type yeah. of customers but also you've got your, your natural customers oh I've got pigeons sitting on my house I've got yes. pigeons sitting on my sign outside the front of my shop and yeah. you know or seagulls are nesting on the roof and it's taking that approach to say well why are they here and what can we do to not to stop them being here first mm. and foremost but obviously where are they going to move to next mm. can we um, you know, basically get that into position to, yeah. to allow them yeah. to obviously you know to, to keep living as yeah. healthily as they can. Yeah. Um, and one of the biggest successes is Trafalgar Square, for example. Okay. So There's plenty of pigeons there. Yeah. Well, the pre- there was at one point. <laughs> there you know, was. Yeah. Two, Not two, anymore, of <laughs> two. Yeah. Two, three hundred, two, three hundred birds. It was recorded at one time with excess. You know, very large cleaning bills per, an- yeah, per right. annum. And that were, were not just to the Trafalgar Square and the column, it was the, the surrounding businesses yes, as well. So the approach that they took for that is the actual um, proof in the pudding that you can't just go, right, let's fly a bird. Mm. They had to do various different things. They had to take out the food source. They had to stop people feeding. They had to yeah. then, you know, net or proof all the buildings around to obviously wow. stop those areas. And then obviously the population then reduced slowly and moved out. So, you know, if you look at those sorts of contracts, that's that sells bird control. That 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 proves what we're doing mm. is right. And it mm. isn't just like oh, the, the bird flies and pigeons disappear. It, it's a, it's a real get into it to say well this is just part of the problem yeah let's let, you know let's let's, yeah. let's put all the pieces together and once the customer sees that it's really exciting and yeah. you can really roll the ball with it 
I guess there's a reason why there's those signs up saying, please don't feed the birds. Right? <laughs> well, Trafalgar Square's got the only one in the country, now, I believe. It might have changed now, but the only bylaw in the country which physically states, do not feed the pigeons, otherwise right? you get fine. Yeah, right. Yeah, so they took it very, very seriously. But yeah, anyone can be a, a, a potential customer, you know, mm. um, not just of, you know, for birds of prey, but for anything. And it's property owners, people that really, you know, want to protect the reputation of their businesses. Yeah. Um, you know, you know, let's turn up to a nice fancy hotel mm. okay five-star hotel you rock up to it you're taking the missus away for the weekend you're having a great time and all that sort of thing all of a sudden pigeon crap all over your balcony when you're yeah. taking her out there and it's yeah. just like this could have been avoided if you had the right measures in place the right people checking and that yeah. sort of stuff yeah that's 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 the opportunities something we didn't talk about earlier is, is the is the kind of birds that you've got mm. uh at the at the trail at the okay. wildlife trail that you, the wet, yeah, you use Tell us a little bit about the so different birds. So the birds we use for, for bird control are particularly Harris hawks, which are from um, South America, Mexico, Arizona type areas. So they're a desert climate bird. Okay. Uh, and the reason why we use those is they're a very adaptable and sociable bird, um, which makes them a joy to work with. Yeah. Um, very, um, very pack mentality in the way in which they operate, which okay. is great. Um, we can step it up a little bit and we can use what's called falcons. And falcons are used in you know wider spaced areas, a lot more rurally type places, right. um, because falcon gets up nice and high, and then okay. that allows us to obviously control the flock from a much yeah, right. much more present angle. It gives that fear a little bit more. Um, so those are the main two you'll come across. Um, okay. As much as you see on social media, that I see people walking around with uh, owls in car parks and um, yes. eagles in train stations. I'm, I'm afraid to say that you know. It may look really good, don't get me wrong, but it's not it's not bird control. Mm. It's it's that's that's show ponies, which yeah. is a lot of what I'm about, you know. Yeah. And yeah. there's no need for that. It's you know, it, we're a professional company that needs to do a professional job. Mm. You know, we're not there to take autographs and all that no, sort of thing no, as well. No. Um but yeah, you, you know, um then we move to the trail where we've got this if you, you want to come see these birds, that's why it's there. It's mm. we've got we've got hawks, buzzards, kestrels falcons um we've got raven we've got parrot um blue and gold macaw which you've probably seen most wednesday on your mornings. shoulder <laughs> yeah um Eagles. Yeah, yeah we've got an eagle yeah. we've got um some vultures we've got um what else we've got so many owls yeah it's unbelievable yeah. we've got quite a few owls yeah um but yeah that, that, that that's 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 great because that side of it is just to showcase and educate people just on how important birds of prey and different animals are to us mm. around and that's where i encourage people to come and visit which works really well with the bird control because it's just like not just us there's so many other bird of prey centers that are doing so much good work yeah on, based on the back of people coming to visit them so yeah. conservation projects and things like that that go on you know in our zoos for, for a typical example yeah um yeah, that, that that's 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 where we get the the, yeah. the real excitement from people, and you see their eyes open and, yeah. and glow and stuff like yeah. that. Because um, even though we've probably done it a hundred times, it's the first time they're probably coming up close with this. And um, we do a lot of schools. Schools are a really good customer. Yep. And we had to actually build into our uh, into our programs that we had to do these assemblies with the kids. All right. Because the problem is, is that we'd go in and fly the birds, and they'd be looking at them and they go, "Oh my god, look <laughs> at that!" Yeah. So we had to actually go in and and show them. So they. They became it came the normal because a lot of these kids, especially um, you know inner city kids, for example, yep. don't get to see the countryside, yeah, right. don't get to see these animals. Um, 
I remember my dad doing a news interview and um, we were talking to a kid and he said, I've never seen a cow. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah, and it's oh such God. a like a, wow, you've never seen a cow. It's, <laughs> and it's, uh, so it's, it's really exciting just on the educational side of what yeah. we do as well. Yeah. Um, it all kind of mingles into, mm. into one. So yeah, it makes a really exciting day. Yeah, I've been up to your, your trail and you showed me around <laughs> and it's really, really, really interesting to see the birds like that. And um, I thought it was great. And I think what you're doing as far as looking after these birds' welfare is brilliant. And yeah. um and, and long may it continue. So thank you for joining us today, yeah, Carl. Yeah, it's been fantastic. And um, it's really interesting to hear all about what you're doing. Um, Carl's details will all be on the Brilliant Businesses website and underneath this podcast and underneath this YouTube video. So please call him or contact him if you if you feel like you need his help in any way. Um, we'll possibly be doing another one of these. Hopefully, maybe you'll have a parrot on your shoulder next yeah, time. Yeah, no, <laughs> uh, the, the, the hopeful plan is to put together, like we say, a, yeah. quite a series of how people can get involved. Yeah. So. yeah, that'd be really cool. So thanks again, and um, we'll catch catch up, catch up with you soon. Cheers Thank you very much. Bye.